Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. For two weeks in a row now, we've had a Jane as Bob's guest. Last week, it was Jane Wyman. This week, on the Bob Hope Show, Bob's special guest is Jane Russell. Today's show is episode number 549 of the Bob Hope Show, and it originally aired on March 4th, 1953. Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from Hollywood with Les Brown and his band of renown. Our singing star, Margaret Whiting. Our special guest, Jane Russell. And here he is. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm so happy to be working. I need the money. I went out to Santa Anita the other day. I drove out there humming, it's a good day, and walked back singing, I got my love to keep me warm. It's the only place I know in the world where vultures circle over the parking lot. They're not really vultures. They're carrier pigeons with an offer for your car strapped to their legs. But almost everybody's a horse player. Horse player, that's G. He's leading in the stretch. I can't lose. I'll buy my wife a coat made of fox fur. I'll buy her a mink coat. I'll buy her one made out of ermine. Whoops. Well, our cocker spaniel will die any day now. (laughs) But I knew I had a good bet in the first race. My horse came out wearing track shorts. (laughs) He was a Florida horse. He would have won, too, if he hadn't stopped in the backstretch to sneer at our oranges. One jockey must have been using a battery. Every time he'd hit his horse, the streetlights would go on in Arcadia. (laughs) And here it is time for income tax again. Income tax, that's the government's version of Santa Anita. (laughs) I had a big year, though. I worked all year long, and I managed to get into a bracket where the tax department has to send me a care package. down to the income tax office with Jane Russell. I didn't want him watching my form too closely. <laughs> I started to help Jane Russell make out her income tax, but he, she didn't like the way I went about it. I don't know why. It says right on the form, withholding. <laughs> when my brother filled out his income tax, he listed as dependents a four-year-old and a three-year-old. Tax collector didn't mind that, but for their place of residence, he put down Santa Anita. We call him Portia now because he's facing life. Everybody's afraid they won't have any money left when they die, but Jack Benny discovered a way to take it with him. He had his appendix taken out and a piggy bank put in. You know, Crosby doesn't send in his tax. A revenue man just stands in front of his house with a vacuum cleaner and sucks up what spills out the window. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Bob has decided to get a head start on his income tax. Right now, he's busy filling out his return. Now, let's see. It says, read following instructions for filling out tax form. 
All right, here goes. Consult Section J, Schedule B under Dependents. Unless Paragraph 9, Section Q, indicates exemptions as listed under Taxable Income, Section 5, Division 8, plus estimated tax under withholding provisions of Schedule M, page 11. Well, that's plain enough for anybody. Now, what's next? Oh, yes. Deductions for professional entertainment during 1952. Don't forget that big New Year's party you gave. The, the one with Dorothy L'Amour, Zaza Gabor, Lana Turner. Yeah, I put that down under medical expenses. <laughs> medical expenses? Yeah, after the party, the doctor had to come over and retread my eyeballs. They're really rough, aren't they, Bob? Yeah, they sure are, Bill. Down in Washington, they even have a drive-in tax payment plan. You drive in and blow your horn for curb service. Then they come out and take your money? No, your car. <laughs> well, I've got to finish out making this return out. Now, I've done Schedule J. I've got to do Schedule X, and I... Uh, Bob, aren't you finished with that thing yet? No, Maggie, it takes time. Well, you've got plenty of deductions, Bob. Yeah, I guess so. For example, being an actor, all the money I spend on clothes is deductible. A tailor's important to a performer. That's right. I hope I know my tailor is responsible for the way I look. Maybe you ought to sue him. <laughs> Next week, folks, be sure to listen to Margaret Whiting, the songbird of the unemployment office. Bob, why don't you give up trying to do your own income form? Yeah, I suppose I do need some help. Oh, sure, Bob. Now, there's a wonderful tax man in town. See, he does a lot of work for people in show business. His name is Harkins. And he's in the Wilshire building. Oh, I've heard of him. Well, why don't you go see him, Bob? Oh, I think I will. I'll do it right now. See you later. So long, Bob. Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. Are you Mr. Harkins? That's right. What can I do for you? Well, I need some help with my income tax. Well, I'm expecting another client in a few minutes, but perhaps I can squeeze you in. Oh, fine. Uh, filing a tax return is very important. You know, taxes are the lifeblood of the government, the injection of plasma that keeps it alive. Now, what was your name? Joyce Jordan, girl intern. <laughs> no, my name is really Bob Hope. All right. I'll just put that down here on this form. Name, Bob Hope. <clears throat> now then, Mr. Hope, your occupation, please. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. You've heard of me, you must. Bob Hope. What about the road to ballet? If it was a business trip, you can deduct it. <laughs> Look, I'm Bob Hope, the comedian. I do a morning radio show. I do an evening radio show. I do television. I work in pictures. Well, why don't you get one job and stick to it? <laughs> in my business, you've got to keep moving. And now, Mr. Hope, uh, are you a native of California? Yes, sir. I was born in Ohio. <laughs> I guess that makes you a native, all right. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm a real Californian. I've been here 20 years, and I haven't unpacked. You haven't unpacked? Why not? With all the smog, I can't find my suitcase. <laughs> oh, by George, that was a good one. A real picherino. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy is so square, he blocks his own hat. <laughs> I am here. Oh, Mr. Von Himmelstasser, come in. You're a little early. Yeah, I know, but don't mind me. Just go ahead with this funny-looking schmo. Schmo? 
Uh, perhaps you two gentlemen know each other. Mr. Von Himmelstasser is a well-known movie director. Oh, really? Well, you look very familiar to me, Fritz. Didn't we meet in Switzerland last summer? And that's possible. <laughs> well, I didn't recognize you without the keg of brandy around your neck. So very clever for a schnook. <laughs> I'll be through with Mr. Hope's tax return in a minute, then we can go on to yours. Ach, wunderschön. Mine taxes don't take long, you know. How come? Oh, but that's very simple, you see. Last year, my picture company made 67 movies, employed 10,000 people, used 5,000 feet of film, and had an income of $9,200,000. Yeah, well, how much did you make for yourself? A dollar eighty-five. <laughs> Myself a new idea. You you hear maybe you heard of three dimensional movies? Oh yeah. I mean yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got it a process that's gonna beat them all, you know. It's a photographic impulse magnified on a graphic plate with an F2 lens and a cycloramic conductor that splits the light spectrum, thus making possible a super sensitive hyper image. <laughs> of a camera do you use? A brownie. <laughs> but it's great, I tell you. I'm going to make a fortune. Oh, this, this kid has flipped his liverwurst. <laughs> Thank you. That's real crazy. You know, I'm very interested in three dimension. Are you ready to make a picture with yours? Oh, yeah, sure. I got the camera, the shooting script, the studio. I'm ready, Chuck. Oh. <laughs> well, I've had quite a bit of experience. Do you think you can work me into your three-dimensional pictures? No, no, that's too bad. You should have been around sooner. Oh, really? Yeah, because I just finished making a sequel to that wonderful picture, The Bad and the Beautiful. What was it called? The Good and Ugly. <laughs> Where were you and we were casting? <laughs> You believe me.
Well, Bob is determined to have a part in that three-dimension picture, and he thinks now he's found a way to work his way into the deal. As a matter of fact, right now, Bob is entering the Beverly Hills Beauty Parlor. Good morning. The Beverly Hills House of Beauty welcomes you. Oh, it's Mr. Hope. Yes, I phoned Jane Russell's house, and they told me she was over here. Well, that's right. Miss Russell is in booth five, right through there. Oh, thank you. Here we are, booth five. Well, look who's here. Hello, Jane. Oh, hello, Bob. Mind if I come in? No, not at all. Are you just passing by, or are you next under the hairdryer? No, I was in yesterday with Bing. (laughs) Yeah, he was having his cheeks stretched to get that innocent, wide-eyed look. something very important to discuss with you, Jane. Can I sit down? Why, sure, Bob. I've just had a manicure. I'm waiting for my nails to dry. Yeah, I could use one myself. Let's see your hands. Why, Bob, what beautiful fingernails. Yeah, I saw them in Max Factor's window and they look so pretty I couldn't resist. (laughs) What is it you want to talk to me about? Well, you've had a little vacation since you finished your last picture and I thought you'd like to make a 3D film. No, thanks. Well, you shouldn't pass up this offer, Jane. Everyone in Hollywood is going nuts about 3D. I know, Bob. I could hardly get an appointment in here today. Everyone's getting fixed up for three dimensions. Oh! 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 (laughs) Who's that? Kirk Douglas. He's having the cleft in his chin made deeper. (laughs) Man, it's too deep now. In his last picture, he tried to smoke a cigarette for ten minutes and then discovered he had it in the wrong mouth. I think Kirk Douglas is just charming with that dimple in his chin. Yeah, he's the only guy I know with a hole in the head that pays off. Well, I've really got to go now, Bob. Goodbye. No, Jane, listen to me. This is your chance to get into the 3D picture with a big up-to-date studio, the finest technicians and the hottest director in the business. Eric von Himmelstotter. Well, I suppose it wouldn't do any harm if I went over to his studio and met him. Oh, fine, Jane. I'll pick you up after lunch and drive you over there. Okay. Well, here we are, Jane. Look at all the hoof prints in the ground. Do they make westerns here? No, Jane. This studio is just used for special occasions. The other day, Francis the Mule gave a cocktail party here for 300 jackasses. (laughs) How was it? How was it? Oh, here's the director I want you to meet, Jane. Oh, Himmelstasser, this is Jane Russell. Oh, it's a pleasure. Jane, Eric Vaughn is a very famous Viennese director. Uh, yeah, I live all my life in Vienna, you know. I'm a student of old Heidelberg. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the best beer we got over there. <laughs> oh, Bob tells me you make very fine pictures, Mr. Hemmelsasser. Ah, uh, Poopshin, you just called me Eric Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Bob says you're quite famous, Eric. Yeah, you see, I made the picture about one first prize at the Salzburg Film Festival. Really? What picture was that? Well, that was called Igor Maja Amistase Bode Ishten Megsten mit der Himmelschmidt Todi Hunyadi Zug. Oh, a short subject. <laughs> what was it called in this country? Ma and Pa Kettle make a Hassenpfeffer. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I can tell this guy is a real Viennese. Every time he says anything, his lower plate waltzes. <laughs> you know, Eric, well, now that I've met you, I'm very impressed. Oh, donkey show. <laughs> Say, that, uh, that scar on your face is very romantic, Eric. That's his it... mouth. Is that a saber cut from your student days in Bavaria? Uh, nein, from an abalone shell. <laughs> you see, during the summer, I'm a lifeguard at Santa Monica. <laughs> I've seen your head at Muscle Beach. Look, Eric. <laughs> you were telling me you're going to clean up by bringing out the three-dimension movie. If I can get Jane Russell to work in your picture, will you let me in on some of that loot? Yes, but uh, put Bob in the picture, too. I can play any kind of part. But let me look on you. <laughs> well, you ought to be able to use me, Eric. People tell me I have a certain foreign look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a face like a Doberman Pinscher. <laughs> well, that's my good side. If, uh, if, if you wish, I'm going to test you both for my picture. Oh, wonderful. When do we start? Oh, we do a zine right now. And remember, this is third dimension. So give me your best acting. Well, people need glasses to watch this picture, Eric. Oh, yeah, plenty of glasses. And the more glasses they have, the better the picture's gonna look. <laughs> What's the story, Eric? Aha. Well, uh, you are owner of a rubber plantation in the tropics, see? And Jane is Tandalea, a beautiful <laughs> native girl. You are crazy about her. And all the time, it's rain, 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 rain. I think I've heard this plot before. But the title of the picture is Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice Cube? Yeah, that's rain in three dimensions. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. <laughs> How do you like this? A cheese blitz cornball. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, when you first come to this plantation, you are the fine gentleman, you know, tall, cool, well-dressed. Oh, now it's five years later. You are a boss! <laughs> Again, Master? It's the rain, Tondalea. I can't stand it. Why doesn't it stop? It goes on and on and on and on and on. Are you supposed to be smart, man? What they do in your country when something you know like goes on and on and on? We held an election. no good for you. Five years ago, you have fine plantations. Many trees, much rubber. Now all gone. Who cares? You gone to pot. <laughs> well, I couldn't find my girdle this morning. 
Alhamdulillah, I love you. Give me your lips. Hmm. Give me your lips. What are you going to do with them? You married Tandalea? Yes? No, I'm sorry, Tandalea, but I got a wife in Milwaukee, another in Kansas City, and wives in Schenectady, and Albany, and Providence, and Boston. So many wives? Well, I was a truck driver, and every time a tire blew out, I got acquainted with another girl. Of them. Well, I had to. I couldn't change those big, heavy tires by myself. Please, tell Tondalea the truth. Are you really married? Yeah, Tondalea, I'm married. I got plenty of troubles, a lot of debts, and a wife, and 15 kids. And it all goes to prove one thing. What? Never wave at a whack. <laughs> but anyway, Tondalea... in the story. Well, I don't get this whole thing. What's three-dimension about this? But the, the whole thing is three-dimension. It's in three years. We use three cameras. We make it in three weeks. And at the end of the picture... Yes? You marry Tandalea and have triplets. <laughs> Eric, I'm sure your three-dimension picture, Rain, is going to be very good. And Bob and I would be very glad to appear in it. Yeah, and it's going to be very realistic, you see. This big tank up over our heads contains 100,000 gallons of water to make the rain we're going to use in the big truck. Oh, but it's dangerous, a huge tank like that just propped up by a few loose planks. Look, Eric, I'll kick one of the planks and show you how loose it is. Oh, look out, Bob. You told me I'd wind up like Crosby. <laughs> now I'm mashed out flatter than Crosby. I don't understand, Bob. Bing is like this, too? Yeah, they had to flatten Crosby out. It was the only way they could get him between the covers of the Saturday Evening Post. Thank Jane Russell, Hans Conried, Bob Sweeney, and all our regular gang for the show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until we meet again, in the words of Miriam Miranda, the struggle, like life itself, should be joyful.